0: So what you're telling me is that I'm not supposed to engage
1: with the trolls online, Dan. That's that's your advice. So I'm not going to state which country of origin these trolls that you like to engage with are from, uh, okay. out of fear of retribution. But I beg you, <laughs> beg you, on my on my knees, please don't engage the trolls. I don't like to.
0: I just felt I. I made a bad choice, Dan. It was a late night, and somebody said something silly, and I ate the cheese, as Bill Parcells once told Tony Romo not to do. I ate the cheese, Dan, and I went full-on offensive against our comrades,
1: and I feel icky. I
0: just feel...
1: That icky voice you feel across the way—that's Jack Drastic. They sometimes call him Mister Super Fantastic. I be your co-host, who's never done this part of the show before, but I am Danny Matthews Hyphen Franks. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've been in the past one to maybe engage trolls a little bit more, uh, but this time it was you, so I'll flip the script here. Well, that's the thing—is that
0: I thought I was—I thought we were all having fun here. No, and you, uh, I got—I wake up the next morning after my uh, my savagery and dan's giving me the you know uh
1: don't uh no 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 don't the go way. there you you came to me and were like hey do you think i should delete that stuff that i put up you started the conversation i would have gone to my grave having not i was just getting- scolded you for it but then when you opened the door then i i decided i had to um you know tell the truth i'm a truther jack Oh, I didn't know that. This is breaking news. Not a a capital T, lowercase T.
0: Okay, well, I will take your advice and run with it and move on to uh, this evening's installment of the Talk, Variety, and Independent Music program that we make for you on a fairly regular basis, Men Seeking Tomahawks. And Dan, it's... uh, it is. It's, it's been a series of not proud moments for me because not only am I rabble rousing online, wasting my time there, but then, um, you know, as we've, we, as we've discussed here, I am the, the head coach of a very prestigious 6U local t-ball team and uh, it's been a rough season. Today was probably the roughest outing of of the uh of the franchise's existence i'm
1: pretty beaten up by six-year-olds playing t-ball so this was year two just to reset the table this is your second season coaching yes, correct first season you went in not knowing a whole lot but you know i felt like you about halfway through the season you really kind of got your sea legs under you um you know d- d- just kind of shifted focus yeah. and i really thought year two was going to be the year that you kind of uh you know, hit the ground running from, from game one. Mm, yeah, me too. But uh apparently
0: other people had other ideas. And so here we are, we're, uh, we're, we're working through a tough one. We're learning the tough life lessons. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. Yep. And then Dan, I, uh, oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm opening up. I'm in a bad place. I'm in a bad place mentally right now. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm being it's I just feel like the the uh the cheese grater of life is mm. just it's getting it's it's wearing on me. It's uh it's creating some some shredded toppings for for some sort of proverbial psychological omelet or something but okay. So not only are we dealing with goldfish issues and me being dumb online and then this week in the uh the the uh show group chat it was brought to my attention that I missed a concert, and it's a big one. I don't often go to concerts, right? And I, and I haven't really been going to any live events for two years, right? And now that things are opening up again, I'm trying to catch back up. And I I, I went to a hockey game, Dan. I went to uh, see the hockey a few weeks ago, and mm. found out I, I found out because of a an advert, an advertisement, Dan, that uh, the Who. The legendary rock band was coming back to town. I didn't see the date. I didn't pay close enough attention.
1: Star of all the CSI, right? All the ah, CSI yes. TV shows,
0: among among other among other things, for sure. Uh, Ian Kinsler's walk-up music. May he rest in peace. Mm. But like uh, one of our one of our uh, crew members brought it to my attention that I had uh, missed this show, Dan. And that one that stings a little bit. And it stings more so because of something that happened to me earlier this year that I, I never mentioned on the show out of embarrassment and shame.
1: But you know what? Let's pile it on. Let's just get it all out on the table right here. All right, I got the shovel out, and I'm ready to start just piling on the, uh, you know, last week was a cemetery episode, just piloting on your grave. Do it. Do it to it. So in 2020, I don't know if you remember that year, Dan.
0: Nothing, Nothing too consequential happened that year at all. Nothing good happened, that's for sure. I had tickets to see the Rolling Stones another legendary rock and roll band and the uh, living legends the right? living living legends and uh the show got canceled as most things did that year and i just figured heck i'm going to get an email right when as soon as this thing gets rescheduled i'll get an email well the problem is the email was would have been sent by ticketmaster which all of them emails go to a deep dark spam filter folder somewhere in my gmail and uh so I missed and whatever announcements or reminders that I was getting that uh the Rolling Stones had come to town and I found out the next morning just like I did with with the Who. So I had tickets to see a a, a band and mind you these are big shows but they're for me they're big shows because there's probably not many more opportunities to see these guys, right? They're all they're all getting up there. There's no Didn't way. Didn't one of the stones die since then? Yeah, that's a crazy thing. It was uh, the drummer died, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna make sure or at least I'm gonna get to still see these guys. I wake up the next morning after, uh, after they had played locally, and my dumb ass had spent the night watching some stupid show, you know, just <laughs> sitting on my sofa, do 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 do. do like even if you had found out about it like midday that day you would have made it happen absolutely you if you would have given me an hours notice not you personally Dan I'm not holding you accountable Dan. I wouldn't have known yeah but if you, if I would have had like an hours notice I would have I would have been there I might have missed you know whatever the first couple songs are but I, that would have been okay but uh yeah Dan uh, you know uh, none of this is anything you know I'm not I'm not in Kiev right now right I'm not uh I'm not dealing with the the real problems, but i you know i'm just tangentially. Little, you are i'm just i'm just uh uh you know i'm not i'm not upset i'm not really like really in a bad place per se, right, but i'm just kinda like eh like okay, you know
1: well, let's do this. Let's do this because yeah. uh, I, I would I would like to che- uh, lighten up the spirits here, cheer you up a little bit. Oh, good. Um, with a fun a fun conversation today, nothing too deep, nothing too dark. Um, something that I think might might get a few laughs and maybe get us some get us some attention and maybe some feedback from the from the dear listener and mm-hmm. see how they weigh in on some of these things. Engaging. Uh, but Jack, you've got uh, you know, you've got some some mental hygiene issues. Let's call it that yes. going on right now. But one of the best ways to improve yourself mentally is to improve yourself physically. And today, I would love to chat with you about physical hygiene. Okay. How about that? I'm in.
0: I'm, I'm all in, Dan. I'm all Let's in. Let's do it. I already feel better because I get to sit here and chit chat with my buddy. Woo. And uh, so coming up next, guys, we're going to discuss hygiene. And uh, to continue this positivity, this little exercise in making me not take a bath with a toaster... We're gonna be joined by some some of our musical friends, Dan. Both of these bands this evening are friends of the show, folks. We've we've uh, had on prior, and now they've got more stuff for us, and I'm excited. So, guys, right here, off of the uh, very recent album "Pyre Burning," this is a little bit of experimental art pop from Rochester, New York, for you. This is the uh, the one man music project, Arvid. And the song Ghosty, right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Art Pop from our good buddy up there in Rochester, New York. That was Arvid with the song Ghosty. Comes off of his new album, Pyre Burning. Dan, go get, you, get yourself a copy. And if you'd like to hear more from Arvid or any of the other musicians featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com.
1: I send it now to Dan. Thanks, Jack. Uh, As mentioned, going into the break, I wanted to talk a little bit about hygiene here, and this could go in a lot of different directions, and I think it will, Um, but it was something that came to me. I recently traveled uh, and have been doing it quite a bit more lately. Uh, Again, you mentioned 2020 was different, not a lot of travel in 2020 or 2021, but I find myself getting back in the saddle a little bit. It was pointed out to me that one of my travel habits in the hygiene department was considered weird. Or maybe outside the box. Hmm. Uh, so I figured we can start in that place. Which is uh, my teeth hygiene. My toothbrushing methods. Uh, and what, what started this conversation was that... I really do not like to pack a toothbrush for my travel. I find it to be... Well, I find toothbrushes in general to be rather disgusting. For several reasons which we can get into. But uh, So when I travel... tend to not take my home toothbrush or even a travel toothbrush i rely on the hotel to provide me one out of their complimentary toiletry section behind the front desk so anytime i go and check in at a hotel the first thing i do is ask them for a couple couple dental kits toothbrush uh, toothpaste sometimes it comes with a little floss or something like that but that is my standard practice and to me I, i deem it to be the most hygienic way to travel with a toothbrush. So, I wanted to kind of get your opinions there first and then we can kind of jump off from there. Does that is that weird to you or do you see my logic?
0: I I approve of the logic. I don't know though that at our advanced age, we need to be relying on the hotel to provide us with toiletries because like you do get to a point in life if you've uh, hustled and grinded and blah, blah, blah enough that you got a little bit of extra walking money as I know you do. And so I kind of like it. It, it. it definitely, you definitely hit a point in your life when travel becomes a little less anxiety initiating because you don't have to make sure that you have absolutely everything you need before you hit the road. You get to our age and you're like, okay, I forgot a toothbrush or I, I didn't want to pack it. I'm just going to go down to the, the local Target or Walgreens, or whatnot, the Rite Aid, the Piggly Wiggly, whatever regionally floats your boat, and that's where I'm going to get my toothbrush, Dan. I don't know if I'm, uh, if I'm going to be, you know, getting whatever the the kit is from the the Holiday Inn.
1: Okay, so to be fair, to be uh, fair, your mileage may vary on what gets pulled out from behind the hotel counter when it comes to <laughs> toothbrush. Dan's um,
0: Dan's mouth for the next few days could could go any direction it's unpredictable
1: no they're saying. usually sealed they're usually plastic sealed so it's not like a you know whatever someone left behind they just kind of <laughs> put back in the lost and found and you can you can have the toothbrush out of the lost and found no um and this most recent one it actually it was a, a toothbrush like you would buy you know maybe in the the six pack at the at the dollar general or whatever it is not a not a bad one not a good one either Um, but i have had experiences where you know a couple brushes in your bristles will start breaking off in your mouth and things like that so yummy yeah so that's not fun um okay so i I, you don't approve that uh go ahead here's what i need to know though here's what i need to know what
0: is your at home toothbrushing situation
1: kit it's a very fluid situation i've um and not fluid like uh like scope fluid but um yeah i've 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 still yet to land on what i like in terms of brushing teeth now i'm a admitted twice a day brusher. Sure, I know some people go for three. Uh, I've heard anecdotally some people go maybe days at a time without brushing, which is really gross. I, I mm. hope that doesn't apply to to you and no, sir. you're insulted by this. But uh no. yeah, so I've gone with your um your kind of high dollar, hundred dollar electric toothbrush where you replace the heads every you know, every few months, things like that. Uh, and then I've done a lot of, you know, kind of the off the shelf just toothbrush whatever, soft bristle, uh, Colgate, or whatever your brand of choice is. Uh, Recently, what I found, because my doctor looked at, or my dentist, my uh, recent trip to the dentist, he looked at my teeth and he said, oh, are are you brushing really hard? Like, are you applying a lot of pressure? Because it looks like some enamel might be coming off the front. And I was like, well, maybe. Like, maybe I bought a hard bristle toothbrush and didn't realize it. Mm. So what I did was I, I compensated by finding the softest bristle toothbrush That I could find online and these were it was like uh like if you were to take a cotton swab one that didn't fall apart in your mouth but like brush your teeth with that that's what it felt like you almost couldn't uh determine like where the bristles were because it was such like a soft thing Hmm. so then when I went back to the dentist the next time on my uh insurances every six month cleaning plan uh he asked me he's like oh uh You know, it looks like there's a little more plaque buildup than usual. Like, so I went too soft. So that's why I say it's a fluid situation is I'm still trying to find something that appeases me and my dentist. What about you? Well, I mean, my dentist told me a few years back
0: that his default uh, toothbrush of preference, the one he recommends is the, uh, the, 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 the Sonic one. The one that Sonicare uh, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. And so I went to the to the the Costco. Dan, have you ever heard of the Costco? I love went it. To, went to one of them's and I got the the Sonic toothbrush, and I've had that for years. And this is why I couldn't employ your strategy because I really when I first when I first brushed my teeth is, teeth I don't know what the plural is there, mm-hmm. but uh, whenever I started brushing my my uh, exposed bone with with that thing, it was a game changer. I was like, "Wow, Mike, my teeth look brighter, I feel mm-hmm. clean." I was like, "I can't go back. There's no going back." So
1: when you travel, does it travel well? Is Bro, it like a charge? It's, like it holds a charge, or do you have to yeah, plug it in? Or?
0: Sure, no, it's got a charge. It, it charge lasts a week or two. Okay, it's got the little travel case, so. I could not do, I could not slum it like Dan does. I, I have to have that thing because man, I'll, and and, I'll, and maybe this is uh, too far fetched in the, uh, the the course of the conversation, but I always feel like it's such a challenge to feel clean on the road. So like if I can at least have my toothbrush that I know gets the job done, man, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't
1: do this, Dan. Yeah, no that makes sense and you know maybe I'll maybe I'll try something like that out because like I said oh, I've yeah. not found I've not found a great solution
0: well most um, of the dentists from what I hear that's just what they say and maybe this is because the the sonic toothbrush rep is in there telling them to say this but like man it like it felt weird like I felt like my skull was like being you know like vibrated when I first it took some getting used to but when I did it, it is it, it's effective
1: so one thing I recently learned about brushing your teeth and I did not know this was you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out after you brush your teeth. Are you familiar with that concept? I've heard that. I To where the toothpaste is, like, you're supposed to use fluoride toothpaste. Like, it's a controversial thing, kind of. But, like, every dentist will say you need to use toothpaste with fluoride in it. Yeah. And the, the whole idea is, like, okay, after you're done, you obviously spit it out because you're not supposed to swallow the toothpaste. Right. But, but like, if you were to rinse? to rinse your mouth with water, then it's rinsing off some of that good fluoride that's supposed to stick around and kind uh. of, you know, soak in. And... Like, you know, whatever, 35 plus years of my life, I yeah. had always, you know, you've got, they've got special cups made, those little special cups made for the bathroom to rinse your mouth out. And I was like, why have I not heard this before until now? Yeah. I feel as if dentistry has got so
0: many quirky things to it. Like, I, I would love to go to dentist school, to tooth school, right, and hear what they're, what the real experts are saying but you hear stuff like that like you'll hear the 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 rinsing your mouth out thing you'll hear the like this is how you're supposed to floss Mm. but then somebody else be like no 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 you have to floss this way and it's like i don't believe any of you like i really don't like just show me the literature right show me the study that shows me this is how i'm supposed to floss it doesn't exist
1: i don't think it exists i don't yeah you're probably right um yeah, so rounding out the teeth hygiene talk, I wanted to know, like, I think we've talked about several, maybe a dozen or two episodes ago. Um, the high school Banaka breath freshener. Uh, you remember that? The I do. The little um I guess not aerosol's the right word, but like pump yeah. spray. Yeah. Where yeah. it would spray yeah. the like the the burning mint into your mouth and you would give yourself a few pumps before a <sighs> so a middle school me. dance. Oh yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Middle school everything.
1: Every time I was entering a
0: social setting where a girl was at. Now, mind you, I should preface it. I should, I should clarify. I was also in middle school. This wasn't something I did three (laughs) weeks ago. Right. But, uh, when I was in middle school, my, uh, fluffing the plumage as you, as it, as you might say was, uh, every time I'd walk into any room with a, with a thing of the opposite sex looking at me. And it, I think it ended up like giving me some sort of strap or, sore throat like real bad sore throat can't share those things um yeah i didn't share it dan (laughs) it's just that i overdid it i did it so
1: much that i like messed up my my throat the other thing i remember and these were a little more recent but i've not they might still be around i just don't remember these after high school and maybe college with the little little tongue strips you would like peel Mm, one out and like put it on your tongue and it would dissolve yeah you remember those? I do. The Listerine strips. The believe. Listerine strips. And like those were a big player um, for me in high school and college. And, you know, I just assumed like with Benaca, I think we did research and see that it's still around. But I just mm-hmm. assumed with Benaca and maybe these two is like, you know, health professionals deemed like, wait a second, this is like pure poison you're putting into yourself. Like there's a reason you don't swallow the toothpaste, <laughs> you spit it out. But yeah. you don't swallow the the scope mouthwash, you put it out. But like these tongue strips somehow just kind of absorb into your system think about the guy who has to sit there and come
0: up with this stuff you know like every few years you got to come up with like a fresher toothpaste or a more intense uh bubble gum or or you know breath freshener thing like i feel i really do feel sorry for for the people that have to invent these things
1: well there was like the whole generation this was maybe a 10 15 years ago like where the gum had to be like extreme and over oh, the top so and it's like extreme. okay you know not only now does it have to be like icy fresh flavor of sticks but now we have to start shaping them like ice cubes like yeah. and it would come in like the the cans of <laughs> of bubble gum or of chewing gum or breath freshening gum and it was like okay now it's not it's cubes and and diamonds and all this yeah the crazy the, uh, the micro little things
0: inside little Freshness explosions, yeah, it's
1: it's too much. We've Speaking of, of yeah. freshness explosions, Jack, moving on from the teeth, uh, how about deodorant? This is something we, we touched on before, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of my own personal uh, evolution of deodorants. And I think where it started for me was definitely in, like, the football locker room, because that's where you figure out, you know, in middle school, it's right around the time where you start smelling yourself. And there's definitely kids smellier than you in the football locker room and you start to like, you know, figure out deodorants, a thing that you should be doing. And my go-to for years, and now I just kind of like get sick to my stomach thinking about it, is that like gel deodorant where you'd kind of crank it up oh. and the ooze would just ooze through the little the little crevices the and you would just like glob it on and it was just like clumps under your
0: arms. Gosh. So wet. Such a wet feeling, and you're still sweaty from PE class, and you're putting that stuff on you. And yeah, it reminds me of the the goo from Ghostbusters 2, when the whole city was just sitting on a pile of paranormal goo, whatever <laughs> that stuff was. Yeah. And you saw it coming through the grates. It was the same thing. You'd click it, and just this <laughs> stuff would come out maybe and, one more click <laughs> uh yeah that was that stuff was na- I'm sure it's still it's still around right like st- st- you still get that stuff it is but it seems
1: so like archaic thinking back like this like caveman oh, stuff like it. no yeah and, no. and the whole idea obviously in high school is you don't want your pits to be sweaty right but these things would be so you'd glob them on so much that it would instantly just like sink you know seep yeah. into your shirt and you wouldn't have pit stains you'd have like deodorant stains
0: yeah there's nothing quite like the smell of pubescent uh odors that are being attempted and failed to be masked by because like the 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 axe body spray and these deodorants and like i remember when i was in high school was when febreze first hit the the airwaves and man you just it's just all failure because like you're just you just have now a slightly uh uh or perfumy scent to the stench, you know, it all fails.
1: It all fails. Yeah, two, so two things. So that reminded me of there were definitely days after because we would have the morning football practice and there was definitely days where other kids and probably myself would be like, ah, I don't have time to shower. I got to get like to talk to this girl in the in the lunch room before, you know, in the cafeteria before school starts. So instead of showering, I'm just going to put on a little extra deodorant. And that's really gross. You know what, man?
0: I will say this. There is hardly any shower that is better than that shower in high school, because you you just you just put out you probably just burned three trillion calories. You're you're drenched. You're spent, and now you've got to do eight hours of school after that. You go and take this shower, and everybody gets to look at your wiener. So that's fun. (laughs)
1: That was going to be my next question. Is that was one of the reasons why I would avoid the showers? Oh, I just accepted.
0: the 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 commentary. Thank you, uh, Brian Jansky. By the way, I still remember what you said. You know, twenty years down the road. But like, you just feel what when you do take that shower, man. You feel fantastic. That is such a
1: I I remember how good that felt. So. I came along a few years after you into the, the football world and the school world and all of that. Not too many, though, just a couple of years. years. And, you know, we also had the group showers or whatever. I don't know what you call them. just a big room with showers all around the walls. Sure. And the way I remember it was like 95 percent of the kids wore swim trunks. Did you ever get did you ever have that phase or was your kind of like, uh, you know, you just <laughs> you just hang free? Yeah, I, I feel like there was like a one stall
0: we had where it was just a single stall. With like, a curtain or something? Yeah, and I think I would opt for that from time to time, but mostly it was like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever, dude.
1: So the other deodorant talks, um, these are a little quicker, but you, know, you mentioned or I mentioned like the glob and the seeping through the clothes. Uh, the opposite of that was like the deodorant that almost went on powdery. Yeah. And it was like white. So you would definitely, if you wore, I think it was mainly like women that they would like advertise, like, oh, no, this deodorant doesn't get on your, you know, your blouse, but this kind does. And this is the kind that does. Um, but I also felt like that was the one that worked the best. That's like still, that's the one I rock still. It's just, like I mean, it goes on think, dry and it helps you stay dry. Yeah. The
0: technology is vastly improved from back in the day. But like, I'll, I, the white, uh, plain. Uh, stick thing that's the way to go now don't trigger me dan I, I don't i don't have it in me tonight to talk about the one that really chafes my chafables okay you sure you don't want to talk about it i do actually never mind throw throw it out secret i'm talking to you again <laughs> like you guys you need to get in touch with us because you guys are missing you're missing a gold mine that's that's what's happening here you've, what's you've, the gold mine they're marketing they're marketing for secret is so off the mark i don't want to do this i don't want to do it right now dan i don't have it in me but like secret has failed in every sense of the word to be a secret and and that's where we come in that's how we we fix everything dan
1: and that's what that's what you got for us right now
0: oh that's (laughs) yeah it's on the table look it's an open opportunity for secret to make a million billion dollars that's all i'm saying
1: and then you touched on um and this is kind of a good transition to my final thing for this segment, and it's like Axe body spray and body spray in general. Yeah. Um, and that was blurring the line between deodorant and cologne because I definitely know that originally Axe was kind of marketed as deodorant, but then I very much remember the commercials where like the guy would be coming home from a bender and the, about to step on the elevator to fl- you know go up to his work office after not ever going home. And he'd spray on the axe body spray, step into the elevator, and then, like, you know, get on with a, a good looking, you know, co worker or something like that. And she'd be like, Hey, Bob, smelling good. And he'd be like, Oh, yeah, you know, but only he knew it was just axe body spray. And he really had just been on the bender that night before. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, all the things
0: millennials are killing, one of them is probably cologne. I'm just going to guess. I don't even, I don't have the, the, boomer article in front of me or anything, but like cologne's expensive and makes a lot of sense to just say, Hey, but deodorant's not expensive and we can kind of get you smelling decent, but it all for me does sound like middle school dance, like the whole cologne and scents. Are you a cologne wearer? No, dude. I, and I haven't been since I figured out that I don't think, I just think that cologne doesn't have much of a place in this world. I really don't. I don't see the. Yeah, point. yeah, like, that unless, was uh, unless you got some massive problem or like that's. I just don't think it's necessary.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. I I don't have a whole lot more to add. Cologne. Um, my go-to when I was, it was like shaped like a cigar. Did you you remember those kind? It was like uh, no. I don't know. It was like called cigar cologne and like it was cool looking because instead of just coming in the regular bottle, it almost it came in like a cigar case looking thing. And I don't know if that was like kind of half marketing and half smell good. Yeah. Um. But I'm sure it was, I don't know. I'm sure it was no, recommended to me by somebody that I looked up to.
0: Yeah, we we went through we went through that phase and Aqua De Joe, That was where Jack Drastic landed.
1: Yeah, so Jack, that's all I got for you in this first round, uh, and got a, a few more fun things to chat about after the break. But no, we got some music to uh, to to scrub our skibbies to. You know, it's funny you bring it up because I do have music for us, Dan. I do have music for
0: us, and once again friends of the show. This time, uh, we're going to check in with our buddies from over there in Brighton, England. This is the title track off the album of the same name, Ode to Indecision. This is The Loose Fits, and they are heard right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks.
2: We're standing together and I'll do what you want me to cause I'm not sure I know I know what I want to do and it's getting late in your train. Your train back like is over to you so why don't you kiss me and I
0: of the same name that was the loose fits with ode to indecision it's uh their first at full album dan it's a indie folk rock from brighton england
1: love it love our friends from that side of the pond and speaking of pond reminds me of water reminds me of showering jack Uh how about that transition how about it um you know we we've talked about tooth hygiene and and under arm hygiene but obviously total body hygiene is the the most important and uh, this this was interesting to me and it, I overheard some some acquaintances talking about their shower habits and that's one of the other reasons I wanted to kind of bring this overall topic up with you because they were talking about um, how often they shower and maybe shower methods which seems like a weird thing um, but the real thing that kind of made me say like oh am I the only one that thinks this is weird is, this one person says when he showers, he only soaps up down to the nether regions and doesn't soap up his legs. Doesn't soap soap up his feet. Uses the what he ca- called the trickle down shower method. Ca- kind of called it the Ronald Reagan shower method, <laughs> where, <laughs> where uh, you know the soap. If you start at the top, it'll it'll yeah. eventually make its way down there and just kind of rinse yeah. off like the car wash. I don't know, uh, brushless car wash. Yeah, uh, is that? I mean, do you? I guess that's the first question: Do you soap up your legs? Not always. Like, really? Like yeah, I'm not. Uh,
0: yeah, man, you're gonna make me feel gross. I guess, but like, if I've done if I've done some lawn mowing or something really dirty, then yes, I'm getting. I'm busting out loofah. I'm busting out. Uh, you know, whatever to get things done. But no, I would say generally nine times out of ten with me. Given that my job is pretty it's pretty much sitting sitting down uh well heck even after workouts i'm aiming for hot spots and i think there's around four of them that i'm going to make sure get taken <laughs> yeah. care of and then yeah i i don't i i think that i kind of adopt that same me-
1: uh methodology so okay so easy to identify the hot spots so we don't have to no dig in there again Yep, we're all um, there. but like like scrubbing like your stomach or your back, like that kind of gets the the trickle down as well, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Soap. I feel like shampooing my head. I get uh I get a lot of like you said, like there's the scrubbing bubbles, you know, they're 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 working their way <laughs> south. And so yeah, if I hit all the things that are real bad and, and again, if it's if it's like uh If it's a day where my legs are covered in stuff, so if
1: there's visible
0: debris there, you'll make sure to get rid of the visible debris. But I think I think most of the time, most guys will be just fine, just hitting the 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 rugged areas. And uh, I definitely I've gotten to the point where I don't like I don't like the uh, the gel, the soap gel. I just feel at some point I realize, I'm like, why do we need to put soap in a plastic thing that you know we. Probably won't get recycled, and even if it does, it's not like it's getting recycled any more than one. So what time. are you
1: doing? Just grabbing a bar? Oh yeah, you, dude.
0: Oh man, and you can get nice soap now, like nice bar soap from like the flea the flea market. No, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I meant the farmers market, Uh farmers market, or the Whole Foods or whatever. You can get some really cool bars, and they've got like, uh, you know, flaky stuff inside of them that helps with the scrubbing situation are those
1: not the beads that are like known to never disintegrate and they just like yeah no you
0: don't get that you get like homemade soap dude that's what you need you need homemade bar soap uh and it's got like it'll just have stuff in it like um i'm I'm drawing a blank now but it's all natural fiberglass Yeah, it's, it's asbestos. Is what it is. Is they just they put some real
1: just hold your breath. That's fine. Yeah.
0: No. No. They they though they, they put like natural stuff in there and it, it makes a natural uh, scrubbing. Uh, go that route. Yeah. The so no loofah, no washcloth, no, no some, sometimes a loofah. Sometimes if there's a loofah in the in the in the shower stall, I might explore that. But you can you can. Scrub Lather up a soap bar and then with the with the loofah, and it does the same thing. You don't have to get
1: the plastic bottle of soap. Because my this isn't my go to, but my favorite thing I've ever used contraption is like the loofah that's on a stick. Those are so, handy because you know, reaching the, that center part of the back, it would obviously that's not something you worry about because you, you just uh shampoo and then your back gets washed. But me, I, I'm basically opposite you, it sounds like. I... I uh, try to, every square inch, I try to soap up and lather up with a loofah, and I'm okay. obviously anti, uh, anti-environment anti because I'm using the, the gel, the mm. bottled gel onto the loofah, and it lathers up really nicely. Yeah.
0: You got to get away from that. You got to just find you a fancy, I know where you live is like the fancy part of town, and I know there's like some fancy uh, restaurant, cro- uh, grocers, grocers around there you go in there and you get you a, a fancy bar, of $9 soap. bar of soap. Yeah. It comes in a cardboard box, Dan, you know, or a paper <laughs> bag. It's not, you know, so it's you're biodegradable. Yeah.
1: You're eliminating. Yeah. That's funny. The, uh, the talking about the bar of soap. I don't know if I shared this with you before, but I remember I used to watch syndicated television in the evenings at home. You're way, way Rag. down the dial stations. Heck yeah. And one of the commercials I used to see quite a bit was lava brand soap mm. and it was always like rough hearty men like you know you'd see your herbal essences or you'd see your Irish spring and those are like women's brands but lava soap was like for men so I remember well, I don't even remember how I got it but I, I obtained a bar of lava soap and you know used it like a soap like you use the bar of soap now as a you know as a this was probably I don't know 10 or 12 years old and lathered up my whole body with it and i came out of the shower and i was like scraped up like it looked like i'd been attacked <laughs> by some kind of animal with claws yeah and you know i'd washed my face with it and stuff like this bar across the face and it was like you know you mentioned cheese grater earlier in the episode that's kind of what it looked like i'd been attacked by yikes mom's like what happened i was like i used lava soap she's like where'd you get that and her dad was like a a you know, in construction and stuff. And she's like, that's the kind of soap that you use. Like if you're a mechanic, cause it's like, you mentioned the bars of soap that had little things in it. Yeah. These ones have like really rough,
0: uh, yeah, use textures. like the, the gojo stuff that you're supposed to get oil off your hand. Yeah, like.
1: good lord, Dan. But like the marketing of the commercials, it never showed like that. Like it just made it seem like you yeah. know lumberjacks use it and things like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah. My
0: dad, my dad was a mechanic, and we uh, when when I would be over there getting yelled at for holding the flashlight the wrong way, we would definitely you know do the the uh, scrub down in the yard with that stuff, and you just. You know he'd he'd have the big standing
1: standing at the water hose, huh? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, man. That's a ooh, that's a you uh,
1: you toughened yourself up a little bit there, boy. Yeah, there there's some exfoliation going God, on,
0: some some intensive exfoliation.
1: Yeah, and uh, speaking of exfoliation, kind of, um, I've always had an issue with with shaving, and you and I years ago had this talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to for whatever reason just on my kind of neck area I have super sensitive skin where. Yeah. I'd always with the razor just end up with like weird razor bumps and like always ingrown hairs, and it would just be such a pain in the butt. Um, and I remember at one point you had kind of introduced me to the idea of a safety razor, single blade safety razor, yes, single blade safety razor, and that was like a game changer for me when I got into that. And it was so intimidating yeah. for so long because you're using like a like a razor blade, <laughs> like it's you're, you're you're assembling it yourself, and it felt really it felt archaic, but really it's like the best way to go. Dude, that's, uh, that's the cheat code. If neither
0: one of us shave anymore, pretty much like we, we might do some maintenance to a beard, but both of us, uh, we don't invest like we used to in the razors, but the cheat code is the single blade safety razor kids. And so you go down, uh, you you don't have to go anywhere. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you go to the mall, there's a certain store that you can buy this kind of stuff from, and it's going to be overpriced. Just get on the, on the internet. Well, Dan, if you've, if you've heard of the internet, but like mm. you get on there and, uh, just search for single blade safety razors and like get something with a cool German name and the razor, like the, the whole thing with the multiple blades, it's all marketing BS and, uh, you're just wasting your money. And so get that. And then like I was telling Dan about the soaps, get yourself a nice, uh, brussel, uh bristle brush. And then a really nice smelling soap, uh, shaving soap. And uh, it's going to have a lot better stuff for your skin than the the can of Barbasol and all that mess. And uh, that's a little bit of a rabbit hole, the shaving kit. But you can get a really nice shaving kit that I, I've had mine since I was in my 20s. And, you know, I still use it to clean up the lines and stuff. Uh, that's the way to go. That really is the way to go. You, yeah. You, and actually, you like I a don't big know. Boy.
1: I don't know if you've seen this but that that style of razor that safety razor has really become kind of the a cool a cool thing so you can go to Target now and they'll have versions of it. That's good. Um you go to yeah, CVS, all the all the cool, you know, Harry's and that they all make it now. So Yeah. Um, they're not as hard to come by, probably not as good as like you can spend hundreds of dollars on some of these razors. And I think there's like you get classic ones and people are like, oh, oh yeah. the weight balance on these ones from the from the 50s mm-hmm. are, are much more, you know, precise or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, that's quite a rabbit hole that you can go down if you start researching some of these. Yeah, your skin will thank you, though. That
0: And like I had the same thing, like my neck's super duper sensitive. And so if you're if you're pass if you're doing a pass and it's a single blade, then you're irritating your skin that much like by a fraction if, if if you're something that has two or three or
1: four or five or six or twelve blades, right? So that that helps. Now I did hear or see, maybe it was a podcast, um, some research on those more traditional razors, your disposable razors, and it was determined that if you are going that direction, the three blade is kind of the the preferred way to go. Mm-hmm um, the, it was talking about like the Mach Three, how that was the most marketed razor ever. Um, it, and our you know kids from the eighties and nineties, we remember when that was like the big thing was the Mach Three. Yeah, and then soon after came the Shick Quattro and the Schick. Mach Five Shick with a K. Um, and yeah, it it became a little bit of a race to the more blades you can put on a disposable cool. razor the better I remember a funny uh, mad TV episode where yeah. they put so many blades where it just started peeling layers and layers of skin off every blade yeah I, I feel like the, what we've talked a little lot about this evening is
0: just marketing shtick not shick, but sh- shtick. because like the the body sprays got so intense and the, the mouth uh, the, the the breath fresheners got so intense and the razors have gotten so intense. Just a general rule of thumb, just try to avoid the
1: intensity is what I'm thinking. So my last, um, Martin, this has a little marketing twist to it too. In this, in this shaving category was these, these three headed electric razors. Do you remember those where they were like the three little circles and they were yeah. either battery powered or electric and yeah. they kind of contoured to your face and they spun. And did you ever get one of those or experience those? Uh, one time and very similar
0: to your pumice, uh, uh, nightmare or uh, kerfuffle. It, uh, it wrecked me pretty bad.
1: Yeah. I remember I, this was maybe when I was like 14 or 15 and I rode with, I can't remember if it was an older uncle or a cousin or something that was of driving age. And we were about to go into some, I don't know what it was, a wedding or, or something like that, a more formal occasion. And we had ridden together And he was like, oh, hold on before we go inside. And he reached into his glove box and pulled one of those out and just like cleaned up his face. And I was like so envious of that because I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Like he went from being, you know, rugged looking to now he's able to go into this wedding. And it was so quick and his face was fine. He didn't have any, you know, war marks or anything like that. Yeah. And I always remember like, okay, I want to be I want to do that when I when I can drive. I want one of those in my glove box. And the first time I did that, it was like you said, it just was like pulling and tugging and like you know my face became yeah. inflamed within seconds of doing it that was um, always
0: a cool bit on tv shows was like when the when the cool guy like the don draper or whatever just yeah reached over and this is why he's driving you're like just buzz the chisel, oh, the wow. chiseled chin just became clean in seconds yeah no it uh I, it was either lies or we're just uh
1: we're, we're we weren't manly man enough well, in the marketing piece of that is, I don't know if you remember this, but this was the one I would actually tried before I realized I, I couldn't do any of it. Was the kind that would squirt out, squirt out the little goo. <laughs> do you remember, I remember that? that? I had a little that. goo squirter in the middle, and it was uh, I think it became like a meme sort of thing because it did, um, you know, uh, <laughs> resemble other <laughs> other, other types of things. Yes. Or it just uh, yeah, kind of uh, gave you a little nice little squirt on the face there. <laughs> Hey, good stuff tonight, man. I think this one's going to be pretty good. Thanks. Thanks. And and you know what it reminded me of? You remember last year we did that episode about successful and unsuccessful product launches? Ah, yes. Episode 22, underrated episode. Oh, you remember and agreed. Uh, But do you remember that air quotes, pitch man extraordinaire we met, had all those gimmicky ideas? What was his name again? (laughs) Hold on. What was that? I I think it's coming from the
3: studio closet. Hey, hey, who's in there? The name was, slash is, Marty Rasmataz, colon, pitchman extraordinaire to the stars. I am he in the flesh, gentlemen. Hey. Gosh.
0: (laughs) Marty, what are you doing in our studio closet?
3: Well, laddie, I've been officing in your closet space since uh, shortly after we interfaced last year. Well, oh, shortly after. Dare I ask how shortly after? Well, uh, the truth of it is, uh, fellas, I never left the studio, really.
0: Hold, hold on, hold on. You've been officing in our studio for, what, October, November, December? T- it's been like a year now, Marty.
3: Officing and cohabitating. Uh, <laughs> <Cool>. Okay, <laughs> just put it
1: this way. You're living here, too.
3: Uh and going number two in an old coffee can.
1: Marty, that is disgusting. (laughs) Yuck, that's that smell that opened when you opened the door. Ugh!
3: Listen, David, there's been a downturn in the economy. I had to downsize the business, and part of my downsizing strategy just so happened to utilize an advanced business technique called squatting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable, Marty, unbelievable. Listen, you're going to have to leave right now, man.
3: That, my dear friends, is tragic. For you see, I, Marty Rasmataz, pitch pitchman extraordinaire to the stars, was just about to allow you to the rare opportunity to be the first homo sapiens to hear all about some brand new offerings that all too conveniently pair with the episode content that you guys was just discussing.
1: <laughs> well, that is convenient. Uh, okay, Marty, before Jack callously kicks you out onto the street... Uh, hold on, hold on. No, it, no, let's have a listen to your new and what I'm sure are exciting products.
3: Well, Danowitz, I couldn't help but overhear how uh, Jack kept mercilessly taunting you, bragging on and on about his fancy pants, sonic toothbrush... <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you put
1: it that way, uh, Jack did seem to go out of his way to make me feel a little less than for not splurging on the new Fandangled toothbrush.
3: Oh, come on. Pay no never mind to that old naysayer, Daniel. You won't need to anymore. What with the attention you'll be getting after you start polishing your parley whites with our new hypersonic toothbrush. Oh, hypersonic? That sounds a little dangerous. And how? The baby packs a wallop. <laughs> Using Cold War era surplus from North Korea, electrofusion, and nuclear isotope power technology, this light 27 pound handheld toothbrush removes plaque, gingivitis, teeth, paint, tonsils, rust, padlocks, and the oft guaranteed more. The toothbrush head is but one head attachment for this unit. You can also expand the handle's versatility with a rotor attachment, blender attachment, and a marital aid attachment. <laughs> Coming soon. Patent pending. Of course.
1: Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this toothbrush sounds like it will be a real game changer, uh, at least for me, Marty.
3: Uh, but wait, there's more. I heard you boys talking about the deodorizing perfumated body sprays earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah, That is uh, that is another thing we were talking about, Marty.
3: Well, to quote the greatest rock outfit to ever come out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada... BTO, or Bachman Turner Overdrive... May he rest in peace. <laughs> He's not a guy. <laughs> you just ain't seen nothing yet. Coming soon, from the number one paint thinner manufacturer of an all French Guiana... What? Where? <laughs> I present, for all of your bodily and household odor-eliminating needs... The stink amputator spray. Oh my gosh,
1: Marty, that kind of uh, it's intense imagery for the name of a body spray. No,
3: no, yes, <laughs> you see, the product is so precise, so psychical, and it's removal of unwanted stinky smells that it's like having a doctor man come in and cut the odor right off you, much like an amputation procedure. Also. In some limited instances, Stink Amputate has been shown to make parts of the human body just fall right off. Oh
1: my gosh.
3: We're not sure if this was caused by the spray or just a happy coincidence on account of the fact that we conducted most of the human trials in a leper colony. <laughs> anyway, available in mint and sandalwood. Coming soon. Patent pending. Patent
0: pending. Wow. Uh, dangerous and unethical. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Marty Razimataz, Pitchman extraordinaire. Marty, what other sort of new hygienic products are you peddling today?
3: Well, Joseph, as an old hand at the Pitchman game, I know that one of the best ways to move product is to scare the living bejeebies out of one of your customers. In fact, it works very well getting them to vote a certain way too, if you know what I mean. Uh, Actually, that's pretty accurate. So what is the one major fright on all the minds of you aging millennial types? Uh, climate?
1: Nope. Uh, erosion of our democracy? Uh-uh. Uh, global refugee crises? Nope. Uh, inflation. It's inflation. Incorrect. Coronavirus? More like boronavirus. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, what about war?
3: all timers it's all timers boy how do you two should pick up a newspaper every now and again so so as the nation succumbs to this silent menace that makes you not remember too good what is the very obvious concern on the minds of millions well on the minds of everyone whose mind still works am i right am i right gosh (laughs) gosh Uh, you know what
0: marty i speak for dan when i say we have absolutely no clue
3: Halitosis. Oh. The bad breaths. Come on, kids. This is the simplest of deductions. If you can't remember good because your brain checked out early, then most likely you don't remember to brush your teeth on a regular basis, neither.
1: Okay. So you're selling breath mints for the cognitively impaired.
3: Why would I want to burden these poor souls with yet another thing to remember? Danny. Dan. Uh huh. Dano. Yep. Danowitz. Uh huh. Dinkowski. Yep. Why indeed when there's Uncle Marty's minty memory tonic a combination of Alzheimer's medicine/breath freshener a miracle nectar from the gods <laughs> give a good scrub to your neuro connectors and your breath all in one swig coming soon patent
1: Pat pending yeah. all right all right marty it's about as much flimflam as we can pack into one episode you might be on your way Oh shucks, fellas.
3: You didn't even give me a chance to tell you about uh, this uh, his and hers extreme cinnamon-flavored dental dam made especially for eating their Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Away. Away with oh, you.
1: Marty.
0: Marty, no, we, we did not give you time to uh, tell us Taste about good. that. No, 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 stop. We're not. We're not. We're not doing that. But maybe next time because this time the men seeking tomahawks program is finito be sure to subscribe to the program on your favorite podcast app become a tomahawk seeking person by joining us over on the social and to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program go to menseeking for dan i'm jack for jack i'm dan hey marty come back over here did you say cinnamon oh Dan's all
3: natural <laughs>
1: yuck but maybe
0: no Just that one line. Just do that, and I'll add it in. Uh,
3: Well, to quote the greatest rock fit to ever come out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada.
0: Not rock fit, rock outfit.
3: Did I say rock fit? (laughs) Oh my god! That's what the
1: kids call their uh, clothing now. Yeah, my fit. Rock fits.
3: Well, to quote the greatest rock fit to ever... God damn it. Did I just seriously do that again?
1: Yes. <laughs> me. That was a curious, uh, curious difficulty there.
3: I know. It's weird. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time with this. Well, to quote the greatest rock outfit to ever come out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He did it. He did it. That's it, folks. Bang on.